are some of the things that we observed when, when, they, were, when they were standing around, when they were trying to figure out how, how to work, how to work. Everybody was talking at the same time. But then, but then you notice, once somebody stepped forth and said, hey, you know what, how about this way? It took, all, it took the other 11. It took the other 11 willing to fall in line so that they were able to execute that plan. Because y'all couldn't see it, but they had a little tunnel or funnel or, or whatever thing going on. And the ball was just dropping through hands. I was like, Wow. We didn't even think about that. But, but, but you see, it took, it took, all, it took the 11 willing to, to, to come on board with what the one came up. But, but also notice, in, in all of their attempts, there was somebody different that said, you know what, I, how about we do it this way? We attempt it this way. And, and the, the point is, when you take a group of people who are together and they have to accomplish a task, have to accomplish a goal, for us as ministry, for us as ministry, we have to be willing to come together and we have to be willing to work together and not be caught up in whose title is what. Exactly, even if your idea doesn't work. Or even if you may not necessarily agree with, with that. There could have been somebody in that group that said, you know what, I don't think this is going to work. I really just don't. This is going to be more time than the 8.36 seconds. But it's done. But, 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 you, but, but for that time, for that time, they, they're willing to put aside their own feelings, their own ideas, their own individual motives and agendas and say, you know what, we got to accomplish this thing. There's, there's a goal that we're set, we've set out to do, that there's a goal that we want to accomplish. And, 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 and for us, where we are, you know, we're all good at our own individual things. And as, and as we venture out to make this ministry a success, it's not only going to take us being good at our own, being good at what we're good at, but being willing to work and submit ourselves to another work for the sake of it coming to pass. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? We're talking, we're talking about getting plugged into ministry. So as we go forth in this year, you know, we're going to hear a lot of messages about what? Huh? Living the blessing. We're going to hear a lot, we're going to hear a lot of messages about living the blessing. And from an individual perspective, it, it, is what, it is how God is leading us, how God is leading this ministry. So where we, we have to begin to understand I, I, what we're presented with now in this season is an opportunity to be plugged into the ministry from the standpoint, from the approach of living the blessing. What we do this year should relate excuse me, to our living the blessing. How we interact with one another. How we interact with those who come in. And I believe where we are right now is if we would get 
if we would begin to perfect and live the blessing as it relates to our working together, it would be such a magnet to others outside that the church is going to flourish in no time. But we have to begin to understand what is God doing here and how, how do I plug myself in to this ministry at this point in time? Because if God has placed you in here, you know, we, we talk about 1 Corinthians chapter 12 uh, in verse four, uh, 14. Verse 13, uh, Paul said, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason, it is not for this reason, any the less a part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason, any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor. And our unseemly members come to have more abundant seemliness. So what this says to us is, all of us in here are different, aren't we? Hmm? There's nobody else in here like me, and there's nobody else in here like you. But when we come together, we are one body. We all have our own function. We all have our own responsibility. And, and when it comes to what God wants us to do, when we come in, we have to get plugged in. Why? So that the body can function. So that the body can operate. You know, and, and the thing is, one of the things that I was thinking about and this is, this is what came, you know, in some things, deterioration is a sign of maturity. Look, in some things, deterioration, deterioration is a sign of maturity. You know, the, the, your, your house, the, the, what is it, the value, the, the, the value of the things that they use to make your house? It depreciates, right? Yeah, it, it, it. Because it deteriorates. You leave something outside, it's going to deteriorate. You know, and, and I can think back, I can think back to Tabernacle Praise's early years. We didn't care what a title was, did we? Huh? We didn't, those of us who were here, here, here in, in the beginning, we didn't care what a title was. I don't, I don't think we had titles then, did we? we? We had maybe one or two. I think maybe Deacon Johnson was... We didn't have deacons, did we? Huh? But there were no time. And, and, you know, all it was was, was a group of, a group of mem members who wanted to be free in God. And, and, and Bishop said, we got to go, and we went. We went in numbers. Bishop said, we go here, we went here. Bishop said, we went there, we went there. You know, nobody, nobody. And, and the thing, but what happens, you mature. You mature. 
And and as as you mature, you see that 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 sense of commitment and community is not as strong now as it was 14, 15 years ago. Is that right? I mean, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. I'm just, and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with it. But we have to understand that there are some things that we have to exercise if we're going to if we're going to limit the amount or the visibility of the impacts the maturity has had on us. In other words, there's there's some things, you know, um, the the older you get, the more difficult it is to lose weight because your metabolism slows down. But if you want to lose weight, what do you do? You exercise. And it causes, and you change your eating habits, and it causes your metabolism to speed up so that the signs of deterioration lessen. Is that right? Is that right? So that there are some things, some things that you have to exercise. You know, as you mature, you have to exercise having patience with people. Huh? You have to practice that. You have to practice being forbearing. Not only that, you have to you have you have to practice reaching out. You have to practice those things. You have to practice those things that that are not everyday normal practices for you. And it becomes a reflection of how much how much you're connected. Because you see value, you see value in what you're connected to. How many of us see value in being a member here? Most I, it, it, your your presence here obviously indicates that you find some value in being a member of Tabernacle Praise. That there, there's value behind it, and God God has God ha, has the blessing in store for you because He's placed you in this body, and He's spoken that over the body. So so as you begin to understand that. Of most importance this year, how, how many of us in here are serving in some area of ministry as, as, a, as you're active? How many of us in here are leaders of some ministry? Okay, put your hands up high. How many, how many of us in here, <laughs> you're a little unsure? <laughs> All right. Hey, man, newsletter, run with it. Put your hand up high. All right, yes. Yes, you're serving as some... Now, um, how, many, how many of you are a member, an active member, actively involved, faithful and committed to some minister, to, to some ministry? If your hand wasn't up as a leader, raise your hand. Now, I'm going to close my eyes. I can't see anybody else in here. But if you're in here and your hand is not raised, please find where you need to be. Because the people whose hands are raised cannot function properly till you get to the place where you can raise your hand too. Now put your hands down. As a body, we can't function right. Because if you were in here and your hand was down, we need you somewhere. And this is what, <coughs> this is what we have to understand. When people come through the door as visitors, when people come through the door as visitors, imagine, now it's not everybody. It's not everybody. No, I, I, I take this back. When people come up here and say, 
that God has joined this, them to this church. And, and we should be able to envision this body as missing something. There are some things that are missing that you are aware of, and there are some things that are missing that you don't, that you are not aware of. The things that I'm missing that I know, that I know I'm missing, I'm aware of that. I know that. And a lot of times I do things to compensate or get what it is I'm missing. But there are some other things I don't know I'm missing, that I'm missing, that God has for me. So when someone comes up and says, God has sent me to this church, then there's another, there's another piece of the arm huh, that just showed up. Now, what are you going to do about it? If you found another piece of your body, you want to make sure it gets connected, don't you? Listen, it's like putting a puzzle together. Can you imagine having a puzzle, a 100-piece puzzle, and you got 75 pieces, put, 75 pieces of it together? You can almost see the picture. And each piece is individually uh, shaped. And a piece of your puzzle, not, and, now it's, and it's one of them elementary puzzles, too, where they got the trace on the bottom cut out. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make this thing real plain. It's got the trace of the puzzle pieces, you know, and, and, and the cardboard backing. And one of the puzzle pieces walks through the door. And we got too much of an attitude or too blinded to see that the puzzle pieces walk through the door to find where it needs to be. Huh? Listen, being plugged into the body means you, you doing what, you, what God wants you to do, being where Bishop has said you need to be, but at the same time, seeing the value in everybody else. One of the reasons I wanted to do the exercise up here is because we're a small ministry. Which means right now we're a small ministry. Or right now we're working with a small remnant. How about we say it like that? And we've got to understand as a small remnant, you're going to have to be multitask. You've got to learn to be an extension cord. What's an extension cord? An extension cord is plugged in. But when the, and what the extension cord does is it allows several ups, it allows multiple things to function because it's plugged in. In other words, if I'm an extension, if I'm an extension cord and I'm plugged in, I can run the lamp, I can run the radio, I can run the alarm clock, I can do all of those things. Why? Because I'm plugged in. So right now we should have a lot of extension cords because we were involved in multiple ministries. We're active, and, and that's how God would have it right now. And when we begin to perfect that, when we can come up and work together and say, you know what, I don't care whose idea it is, when it comes to the execution, understand, I say, I don't care whose idea it is, whose plan it is, when it comes to the execution of the vision, I'm going to fall in line. And make sure it works. That's, that's becoming a part of it. And then, you know, there are some steps you need to take. You got to identify, you know, Bishop talked about the spiritual gifts uh, profile. 
You know, how many of you know what you're gifted in? Huh? Do you know what you, do you know what your gift is? Where has God gifted you spiritually? And are you operating there? You know, I I'll never um sister um sister Angie that that uh that used to go to church here. Um no, um, that does your hair. Angie Alexander. I think it's her daughter that can sing. I never knew that until the last, that girl can sing. I never knew that until that one Friday night fire. And they had been members here for several years, I believe. You know, but how, see, we do a disservice to ourselves when we don't make sure that those who are members here are, that are inactive are not plugged in. You're not hurting them, and they're not hurting you. That You're not hurting them, and they're not hurting you. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself when you make sure that they're not plugged in. Because if they're plugged in, then what's, what's going to happen? There's another piece of the puzzle that's, uh, that's visible. And the other piece of the puzzle is visible not only to us, but to those others that God sends in. You think maybe God sends people in here and they don't stay because they can't see the puzzle? Because they can't see the pieces joined together? Because the picture's not complete to them? Romans 12. Starting at verse 4, it says, For just as we have many members in one body, we, we understand that all the members do not have the same function. How many of you know everybody, everybody you know, uh, Elder Hoskins talked about, um, he, he said, I said it, I'm, I don't know where, when I said it, but I know I've said it before about staying in your lane. You know, and Bishop, talk, you know, you, I preached that one time? Okay. I got to go back and listen to my, so... <laughs> But and, and he says something about you getting in the in the slow in the in the fast lane and your car can't go fast. You're gonna get run over. Huh? You're gonna get pushed over. Huh? And and you know the other thing about staying in your lane is if it's your lane, it's your lane. Ain't no more traffic in your lane. But when you get in somebody else's lane, not as traffic and there's congestion. And then how are you going to move? So it's important to, to, to understand what your function is in the body. So we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. And since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let each exercise them accordingly. If prophecy according to the proportion of his faith if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness, 
you know, as, as we understand that, you know, find what your gift is. Bishop said, if, if you're not prone to smile, and don't be hospi hospitality. You, and that's true. If you can't smile at nobody, don't, 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 don't be hospitality. You know, I would struggle on hospitality because my person, <coughs> I don't think it's because I don't smile. I smile sometimes. I, I, I smile a lot. I do. I like, you know, I like to laugh too. But, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that meets you today and, and we feel like we've known each other for 20 years. That's not me. I can sit beside you every day for six months and not say a word. Really, I can. And then one day, something can over, over, overcome, and then I just open up. And it's like we've known each other for 20 years. I've had that problem. People at work have told me, you know, we, we just thought you were this and this and this and this. And it, but just one day, I just started start talking to them. They didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. It just, I don't know. That's me. I think my mom is kind of like that. I think I got it from her. Yeah, see. But... You, you know, you have to find your, find your place. Find your place and get there. And when you get there, be good at it. Be good at it. And determine to be better than anybody else at it. Why? Because God has put you there. And God, not only does God do things decently and in order, but God does things in perfection and excellence. And if that's where God has put you, that's what you do. You know, if, you, if you're running the sound ministry, you run it better than anybody else. Huh? You know, if you're ushering, you usher better than anybody else. And when, you get, when, when you're plugged in and somebody comes and Bishop comes by and turns you on, that's your opportunity to shine for God. In other words, if I'm plugged in and I'm ushering, I need, to, I need to be up there ushering. I need to be ushering. To, I need to be standing proud and standing at attention and paying attention. I need to check and make sure everybody's got an offering envelope before some bishop has to say, does any or Elder Hoskins has to say, who needs one? I've got time between the beginning of service and the offering to sweep the aisles looking. Is there anything anybody needs? Do you have an offering envelope? I've got time to do that. Why? Because I'm doing it in excellence. Why? Because I'm plugged in. If I'm on a sound ministry, nobody ought to raise my hand and do this. I need to be sweeping the board, looking to make sure every mic is on. So if they do raise their hand, we got an we electrical problem somewhere. Somebody needs to get somewhere. If I'm presiding, I need to go to bed early at night. So when I'm up there, I get sleepy, I start itching. <laughs> Bishop, I'm trying. I promise you I'm trying. And it's so bad to the point I don't even want to go out on Saturday nights. I want to go home. I want to go to bed. Don't bother me. I mean, the older I get, I, you know, I used to laugh at people that say they go to bed between 8 and 9. But the other night, my bed hit my head hit the pillow eight eighteen, and I felt a sense of accomplishment, like I had done something good, huh? I'm not twenty one anymore. I can't stay up all night and go all day, 
Huh? Mm -mm. But that's true. That's true. That's true. And, and, and I do that. Why? Because, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm convicted. Because I ought, to, I ought to see more value in the time here that I should be alert the whole time. That's being plugged into ministry. How much time do I have? Okay. That's, you know, and the, the next thing to do, next thing you do, find your passion. What are you passionate about? Huh? What are you passionate about? You need to find what you're good at. And find what, find what you're good at. What's your gift? Then what's your passion? Huh? You know, and one of the things that one of the things that God impressed on me is, you know, we don't even know how to respond sometimes to the burdens that He places on us. Sometimes we don't even identify what a burden is. What's a burden? Somebody answer. What is a burden? Something that weighs heavily on your spirit or your mind. Huh? Something that causes you to worry. That's what, that's what a lot of us identify. I'm going to lay down my burdens down by the riverside. Down by, down by the riverside. Oh, down by the riverside. I'm going to lay down my burdens down by the riverside. I'm gonna study war no more. Oh, I'm gonna study. Oh, let me quit. Woo! Sister Smart, I almost went out there. I was gone. <laughs> Woo! Oh, it almost, almost got swept away. <laughs> huh? Do what? Huh? Do what? I was doing that one. Thanks, brother Bowen. That's what I'm talking about right there, man. Build me up, yeah, yes. But I got this thing. Build me up, yeah. But you know, what? Ooh, wait, Sister Smiles, can we record that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, listen. Huh? I know, but you know what? You you. you you take a preacher, you put a mic in his hand, and he'll go all over the place. <laughs> but, you know, Brother Tim said, Brother Tim said uh, something that you worry about, and most often that's what we identify with burdens. I think you said uh, something that weighs on you, on, on your spirit. And sometimes we see that as those difficult things. We need to, bend, we need to begin to recognize Listen, there are some burdens that God places on us that are opportunities for ministry, opportunities for us to plug in more. And we're too busy looking at other things being consumed and concerned about our own lives and what we're dealing with that we don't readily identify the burden. I mean, listen, I'm going through something. And then, and then, then I find out 
or, or I hear or it's in my spirit that somebody else is going through something different. And that's a burden that God has placed on me in ministry to minister to them. But it's, it's quite possible for me to identify with and recognize that as, oh, that's just somebody else going through too. But it's going, they're going through something different than me. And it could be quite possible that God has given me that burden for them as a means of me getting a breakthrough from the burden that I'm faced with. Huh? That's being, and that's, that's being plugged in. You know, um, one of the things, if you drive onto a church property and you see how it looks and you're distraught and say, you know what, it needs to be some flowers out there. You know, maybe that's a, maybe that's a burden that God has given you, huh, for, for, the, for that ministry. You know, if you're concerned, you know, if, if, if you're concerned, you know, if you're concerned about the elderly and the sick, maybe that's a burden that God has given you. We need to stop making excuses for, the, for not doing those things that God is leading us to do. I mean, how many of us are free on Thursday nights? Some Thursday nights I'm not free, but there are some Thursday nights that I am. You know, but we're just so accustomed to our own lives and what we're doing. And, and the other thing, you know, we are accustomed, we are accustomed to criticizing. We'll talk about it before we'll do something about it. You know, Bishop talked about the critical spirit. And, you know, one of the, one of the things, one of the things that, that I firmly believe, if I'm going to criticize something, I need to follow up with a compliment. And in my life, in my life, there should be balance between my criticisms and my compliments. Because if there's no balance between my criticisms and my compliments, somebody can perceive me as having a critical opinion or perception of them. And that is what can be damaging to their lives. So if I'm going to criticize, I need to compliment on the other end. You need to pick your socks up. I love you. You look nice. <laughs> This is like, now, can you please pick your socks up? <laughs> yeah. But our natural response is criticism. And sometimes that's a natural response to our burdens. You know, I wish somebody would fix that. Why don't you fix it? Huh? You know, when are the trustees going to do this? When are you going to say, you know what, I got a burden for this. Can I help y'all? Huh? That's plugged in. That's plugged in. You know, he, he said, listen to this. There was a church service in which the minister preached about spiritual gifts. And he was greeted at the door by a woman who said, Pastor, I believe I have the gift of criticism. To which he responded, do you remember the person in Jesus' parable who had the one talent? Do you recall what he did with it? 
Yes, replied the woman. He went out and buried it. With a smile, the pastor suggested, go and do likewise. <laughs> you know, you have to, you know, you have to bear, you have to bury that thing. You have, you have, you have to bury that. And, and you know what? Whether, whether you say it, it shows. It shows. It shows. It, it not only may, may it show on your face, but it'll show in it'll show in your sense of commitment, your your faithfulness. It, it, it'll it'll show it'll show in your willingness to do what what's been asked. What's been asked, you know, because because there are times when when our our freedom, our freedom does us more bad than good. Instead of criticism, use your passion as an indication that the Lord wants you to get involved. Look at Romans chapter 15. Beginning at verse... uh, 14. And this is Paul's uh, letter to the church um, in Rome. He says, And concerning you, my brethren, I myself also am convinced that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able also to admonish one another. But I have written very boldly to you on some point so as to remind you again because of the grace that was given me from God, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest, ministering as a priest, the gospel of God, that my offering of the Gentiles might become acceptable and sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in Christ Jesus, I have found reason for boasting in things pertaining to God. Notice in this, Paul had, Paul, God gave Paul a passion. God gave Paul a passion for the Gentile church. And in, in, and in doing so, he gave his entire life for the sake of that passion. His entire life. You know, are any of us in here willing, do we know what we're passionate about? How many of you here know know what passion God has placed in your spirit? <laughs> you know, some people go, uh, not and not just you, not just you, but you know, why 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 do we hesitate when it comes to that? And is that really being plugged in to what God wants you to be doing? Hmm? When, when you're not doing what you're passionate about in ministry, you know, Sister Smiles, I'm passionate about singing, so I want to solo for the next five Sundays, please. I'm just kidding. Yeah, she knows I am. I'm not passionate. I'm passionate about singing. I ain't, I ain't got to do it. That ain't my passion. So you won't see me running up there. 
Does anybody want the mic? Ooh, pick me, pick me. That is not me. You know, that's not that's not what I'm passionate about. But those things that God has, those things that God has given you passion for, huh, get in that lane and do it. When they when they started the early church, the people went and gave, sold all their possessions, brought everything back to the apostles, and put it at their feet. That was that was that was their a sign to them. That was a sign to them that they that they were submitted to the leadership and the direction of the apostles. Now it was culturally feasible for them to do that in that day, in that time. And one might question whether or not that is culturally feasible. For us to do that today but what we can do is identify where we're gifted in and what we're passionate in and then the next month come to bishop say bishop I, I need to come and sit with you for a minute or write it or type it up and hand it to bishop and say bishop this is what I'm passionate about this is where I'm gifted bishop should be able to take that and put the pieces of a puzzle together so that the finished product is a body that becomes attractive. A body that becomes attractive to those that are outside. There are ministries that God may have placed in his heart that he hasn't released yet because he might not know what you have. Because God may be waiting. There are times when God may reveal it to him. And, and he may begin the ministry. But it's up to us, too. We have a responsibility in that. To bring that to him. So he, so he can release us into it. Because that's order. That's, product, that's protocol. Amen? Amen. And then responding to needs. I'm getting ready to close. Responding to needs within the church. You know, what is it that we have? Um, what things are going on? You know, there should have been more people here Wednesday and Friday night. Not everybody was working. That's, that's the reality of it. You know, and that, that's responding to the needs of the, of the body. Because it was a time for the body to come together and hear from God. Now, how many of you come to church and leave your legs at home? Or arms? Huh? You leave your heads. Some of us leave our heads at home. <laughs> you don't need to, but I'm just kidding. But no, you, you make sure you, you come, your bodies, you, you come together in your body, right? Huh? You don't leave anything at home. Because it's important. Where the body goes, all the parts need to be there. Where the body goes, all the parts need to be there. And what the body does, all the parts need to be there. You know, you don't take your hands off to cut your grass. Do you? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. No. So let's get plugged in. Let's get plugged in. Find where you're supposed to be and be there. 
be there. And be there when you're supposed to be there. Doing what you're supposed to be doing. I was so, I was so embarrassed last night. After Pastor Smith finished preaching, I looked over, and there what the only thing up there was a mint, mint ball. I said, cause I, cause I reached over, I was gonna get him some water. We ain't had no water up there. He asked not to. Okay, well I feel better now. Okay, but we still Bishop might have wanted some water. Okay, well I feel even better now. <laughs> well, it all looked like something was up there. Okay. <laughs> Help me, I gotta find something. I just, you know. That's good. I, I feel better knowing things in this cup. But you know what? There have been some times, there have been some instances in the past where we've had people up here ministering and, and we were late with, with, with making sure things were done. You know, but this year, living the blessing is gonna be, it's, it's gonna be about being. And being to the best of your ability, where God wants you to be, how God wants you to be, and when God wants you to be. Be on time, every time. Be on time, every time. You know, and when you get there, and doing what you're supposed to be doing, do it at attention. And say, I'm focused about this thing. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to get bothered. I mean, I'm going, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to bed early tonight. Real early, hopefully. Because I, cause I, I get up tomorrow and I got to be alert. Amen? But that's, that's, that's what it's going to take. For us to experience the blessing that God has for me. Last night, Pastor, I, 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 I'm going to say this and I'm going to close. I, I fall right in line with what Pastor Smith is saying. Because every year, for the last two or three years, I look at how much we make and how much we got. And this just don't add up. Um, but, but beyond that, beyond that, there's something different about this year that I sense in, in my finances. I, I mean, I mean I, you know, I, I'm one of those that'll sit and look at it and, and, and say, well, maybe we'll have this when it's up. But there's something different. Because now it's not a maybe, it's we are. You know, we are going to have this. You know, I, I, just, I just believe that. I just believe that. You know, and, and I believe that we're entering a season where God is going to set us up for so much that if we and I and I don't mean, I don't mean all material, but He's going to set us up with so much in ministry that it's going to be such an opportunity for Tabernacle Praise to shine that it is just going to blow York's mind and York County's mind and the world's mind, and if we just line up with that. If we would just line up with that, so that when people come through those doors, they see the blessing in us and how we treat each other, how we talk to each other, and how we talk about each other when we're not in here. Amen? Getting plugged into ministry.